Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Isios. This episode is brought to you by Mike Young, the makeover master. If you feel your business image might be costing you money, influence, power, and respect, then head over to makeovermaster.com to discover what their complete brand makeover experience is all about. Go check it out right now because everyone deserves to look their best. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. Whew, today's guest is going to be amazing. We, he's got an incredible story. He's gone through more struggles in his life than most will ever dare to in a lifetime or even imagine. He has moved all over the world in pursuit of finding purpose in himself and his life. He's gone through so much stuff and had to overcome so many things. And now he's on his own business adventures where we actually connected within the same community of people that are looking to build businesses and and try to take their game to the next level. So I'm really excited to have him on. This is going to be awesome. Michael Connor, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thank you, Lance. I'm really excited to be here. Man, I, I... you know, it's, this is, I talk about this a lot and I, I just, I'm so grateful to get the honor to be able to interview people like yourself and to, to just tap into your world, share space with you. And your story is, is pretty incredible. It's up there with one of the most, um, well, it's, it's up there with one of the most unique and powerful. So I really take us back, man. Tell us about yourself. Let's, let's dive deep and let's hear, you know, how you got to where you are today. You know, I'm from a small town boy from southern New Jersey. And I know everybody thinks when they think of, like, New Jersey, they connect it with New York. Well, it's nothing like that. You know, I'm out from where the cows are, right? So just kind of have that small upbringing and kind of in a place where people just wanted to just work and do what they had to do. You know, whether you were a car repairman or something else, that was the life that you lived. But for me, I always saw that it was going to be something bigger. You know, I always saw myself in kind of, like, the spotlight but maybe not always in the spotlight, maybe that person who was kind of like behind the scenes supporting that person in the spotlight. So for me, I just always aimed to have something large. Uh, And so, I mean, you know, going off to uni and then coming out, you know, I I thought to myself, you know, where, where am I going to lend myself to? Where is my energy going to go? And I was trying to like figure out myself in kind of the corporate, you know, arena, but it's always been kind of that struggle there because, you know, being that black LGBTQ person, that didn't really fit into what the corporate archetype was. So always kind of like this push and this pull within this environment where it was like, you know, I would interview somewhere. They're like, oh, you're great, but just you're different. And so I always like felt like I was up against the wall, but I pushed, I pushed, I pushed, and I pushed and kindly built, you know, a career there as, you know, a pretty successful project manager. But, you know, while in this space, you know, it's always kind of been these different things that have gone on, you know, one struggle to the next struggle, For instance, you know, I was in one of my last roles and, you know, I was really building out this kind of global team, trying to figure out what we're doing for this company profile situation. And I really had a really difficult boss who was like really riding me because she just couldn't understand who I was. But at the same time, it was during a period that I found out that I was HIV positive. So I was kind of dealing with all this pressure of having this boss who was like riding me over basically deliverables and bullshit. But I'm figuring out like what the hell is going on in my life on the other end. And so it's kind of like, how do I blend these two pieces of me together and so I guess that's kind of what led me to like, you know, having this uh, awakening of sorts and, and really building my brand is, you know, leaving all that behind, but wanting to help those people, 
you know, my business understanding you is really based off of, you know, having, bringing uh, esoteric concepts to a pragmatic business world and showing people that they can be happy because a lot of people do things because they feel that they have to do something, but not looking at the purpose or the compassion behind that and what's inside them that's going to build what they're doing or kind of fuel what they're doing. And so for me, I want to bridge that for people. I want people to know that you can have all this struggle, but at the same time, you can also be about yourself and kind of build your own self and your own brand. And so that really what's leading me here to you today, Lance, is, you know, really kind of telling that story and kind of empowering people to feel that they can do something enriching with their lives. Yeah. Awesome. Now, um, I don't know, you know, this is something that um, I really want to dive into is, is obviously get, contracting HIV is, is, is a very life changing thing in a way of just that when it hits you, I mean, I can't, I'm only speaking of how I forgive me if I, um, I just can imagine that it's gotta be a shocker to your yourself and, and family in many ways, right. As far as the, the news and, and, and to kind of like the, the trajectory of life. Can you, if you, can you just maybe elaborate on, you know, when, when that happened, you know, how did it change? How did you react? And, and, you know, how did you move forward from that? Did you, did, did you go through some struggles? Cause I know some people get bad news and they go through a lot of hard times. They start to, they, they self-destruct or sometimes people really get something like that and they bounce back in, in a positive way. Can you maybe just dive into that if you, if you don't mind? Cause it's, it's, it's absolutely incredible, the story. Well, you know, it's the lead up to all of that, right? It's kind of not feeling well for many months before and kind of not know what's going on with that, but still having this high pressure job where you're dealing with these global teams and you're kind of like engaged in doing a lot of stuff and trying to prove your name to somebody who doesn't respect you as a person. And so, you know, all of that combined being sick and dealing with this person who, or that boss of mine, who was just very negative, that it just, it really was like bringing me down, you know? And so when I actually you know, went and took the, uh, the HIV test and all this stuff and got the results back, you know, that was kind of shocking because it was funny enough, I was actually in the office and I had been so busy, I hadn't got in touch with, with my doctor and he left this information for me on a voicemail while I'm at work. And so I come back to my desk from a meeting, pick up the phone, find this out. I call him back. We have this conversation. And then I had to like pause. I mean, I literally had to get up and go to the men's room and sit in the men's room for about 20 minutes by myself, just like figuring out what the hell is going on. But then I had to look at my BlackBerry and was thinking to myself, oh shit, I have another meeting. So I had to jump, right? So it's being able to balance that. You don't really get time to sit in the pain of all these things because you still have to keep it moving. And I guess that goes back to like what I guess the business is all about. Like don't sit and cry for Argentina. You have to make things happen to allow yourself to kind of feel the forces. Now, I'm not saying that you can't sit with it, but it's just that you have to keep it moving. Like, don't, don't let the pain or the shock of something, you know, take you out of the game. You always got to be a player. And the way the world moves, it's all about affairs. Like, there's no time to stop. It's like you always got to keep on moving forward or you get left behind. Yeah, dude, that's incredible, man. Like, that, that, that just the way you are able to do that because – to be able to bounce back and to understand that you got to keep going is most people probably can't, couldn't do that, man. Like you, like that is a skill in itself. Now, how, like, how was your growing up? You obviously, cause that sounds like somebody must have installed something into you at a young age where you 
maybe some values or some sort of love, you know, because for you to have that perspective and be able to take that and, and continue to keep going, there had to be something, right? Can you maybe tell us about, you know, growing up in your childhood, like what kind of family you had and that kind of thing? You know, it's kind of unique, right? You know, uh, actually, you know, my father murdered somebody probably before I was age of one. So, you know, when I was a little boy, it was going to prison to visit him. But his, his mother, my grandmother, was a really strong influence in my life. Like, she was, like, balancing all this. Think about it. You have this new grandson. Your, your son is in jail. And so it's like, what are all these things? But she just, like, her and, you know, her partner threw a lot of love on me and just kind of, like, cocooned me. But made me know the essence of these things happen. So, you know, from a young age, I always had to be in a situation, right? Like, because who the heck said their father's in, in prison? And so, I mean, it's that kind of like owning that and being strong in your identity of what that is, is what's going to push things forward, you know? And I mean, at home, I mean, my mother and my stepfather were just really ideal to me. They, you know, they, they gave me that only child lifestyle, you know, they, they showered me with love. I had all the best toys, you know, did all the coolest trips, did all the coolest things. So they just made sure that I was present. And so that you knew that I knew that I was loved. And so I guess from that perspective, that allowed me to kind of be strong. Although, you know, it's funny that you say that because sometimes I don't feel that I'm strong, right? But when it comes off conceptually to other people, I guess it is that strength. And I guess it's some of the same things that I think that my boss was intimidated by when I tell you about that old boss, that she was intimidated by what I was giving, but I'm thinking to myself, well, shit, I'm a little, a little frog, you know? But it's, it's that. So it's like, now I'm learning to kind of own all these pieces, which I guess is the strong part for me and kind of be able to propel that into the universe. That is amazing because people, you know, people need somebody to look up to with strength and to be able to do that is so powerful. And it's, it's those, that's, you know, that's the lesson in itself is just going, having to go through something like that and being able to continue to be, you know, positive and to be able to give good energy is is a, is such a big win, you know, and people struggling, they need that. And, and, and that's why, you know, this kind of show is, 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 is amazing in, in that regard is that, you know, somebody hears that's your story. And I, I talk about this, I repeat it sometimes, but I, I, somebody hears your story and they go, fuck, that's amazing. You know what? I, I can do that. And I really can connect to that. And I really, and that's, that's the gold. And, and I really think that, you know, sometimes we undervalue what we have because we just think it's us and we don't really, mm-hmm. we don't really think it's that big of a deal until somebody else puts it in perspective and you're and then, you know, you got to really be like, give yourself a pat on the back and be like, <laughs> and, and, you know, everybody's got their strengths and everybody's got their weaknesses. So it's, um, and it's, it's tough to get, it's, sometimes you get caught up in it, but you know, what now tell us about you, you moved away, you moved away to Spain, right? Or Madrid. Yes, I, I was, did. You no, know, I was I was reading through your story. Maybe tell us about that, and because I've been to Spain, Spain's pretty awesome. But what was your experience going from United States to Spain, and you know, in that situation, and you know, maybe paint a picture for us. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny to experience because I had the job that I told you that I had that like really yeah. horrible boss. I left that opportunity and I went to like my dream job, but you know, going to this dream firm. I was there for about six months. It was on the bench. And so I don't know if you guys know about consulting, but on the bench means you're not on a client, but you're, you know, you're employed by, by, the, by the company. Mm-hmm. And so after six months, you know, they were paying me a great salary and I was getting paid doing nothing. I got let go. 
obviously this happens, right? So for me, that almost started a downward spiral, you know, but, and so I knew I had to go. And so the first thing I was like, let me book some tickets just <laughs> and go to Madrid. Because I mean, I had just visited Madrid to say about a year ago and I loved it. And a friend of mine had a place and so I was like, this is just going to work. So, I mean, I went there, but it was a dark time for me. You know, we talk about things that are dark, you know, I mean, I sat in this room of a flat watching episodes of Sense8 and just like falling off the planet. And it was kind of crazy because at the same time, um, my mother's partner was dying from cancer. And so it was like, I guess a part of me was trying to get away from the U.S. so I didn't have to deal with that because I had my own stuff on the other side. And so it was kind of like being in this space, which was really weird. And so I just, I mean, it's, it's almost a blackout, Lance. I don't even really remember much about it. I know I was there. Uh, I was, you know, on occasion going to the club and just like sitting there and just watching TV since eight like yeah. and and not babying for days at a time because i just was like it was a way but i think i needed to have that time to like grieve myself outside of new york because being here in the u.s it would have been too much with the influences and so it was just for me let me be in this place that's like totally foreign to me and and, and be here and i mean you know what i guess one of the crazy stories i can tell you from there is that you know i we were out of the club one night it was like doing ghb all night at the club and g'd out <laughs> woke up in the middle of the street in Madrid and was like there like uh okay and the paramedics and stuff came in like Michael where are you staying in Spain and I couldn't even tell them my address and I was like then I was like walking up on the main avenues throwing up in the street and so it was like really that kind of experience like it was just like out of body like shit that I would never do here in the U.S. It was just like everything was go in Spain and it, and it just like I thought that it was like kind of getting rid of that pain if that makes sense to you. Oh, of course uh, your that was your way of getting away to escape it 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 happens. Everybody's got their, their way or their thing that they do. Right. So, okay, man, you're in rough shape at this point. You're in Spain. Now I kind of want to piece together. Now you've obviously grown and, and you're doing great things right now. And I can't wait to get into your business more, mm-hmm. but I want to fill in that gap from the Spain, how long, and then, you know, when did you start to, cause I know there's never just one thing that helps shift somebody. There's always a few things, but how did you start to shift and when, you know, what was the reason? Like what, uh-huh. what was the spark? You know, I came back from Spain and it was crazy. Right. So now I'm HIV positive, but yeah. no longer work for corporate where I have good benefits. And so where I don't have to worry about medications, it's like whatever, $10, $15. And so now it's like, well, how the hell am I going to have to get meds? And so it's funny, you know, one of my good friends from my corporate era was like, hey, you need, to, you need to apply for public assistance. But think about this, right? I'm the corporate guy, had a great job. Now I'm thinking to apply for public assistance so I can get medication to stay alive, right? So now, but so I guess through that process was kind of humbling myself to say, okay, this is what I'm going to have to do. This is the jump that I'm going to have to take to make things happen. Because if you guys don't know, and I guess these are pretty good stats, you know, HIV medications can cost like upwards of about $5,000 a month for, that's you know, just great, one man. thing. And so, and so you know, you don't think, and so a lot, that's why a lot of people don't have access to medications. And so, you know, people who incorporate, it's something you can just brush under the rug because it's easy. So luckily I live in a place that's progressive, like New York City, because I mean, if I lived in like Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I may not have these opportunities, you know? So I apply for public assistance, you know, that goes well, now I'm getting medications. And so, I mean, I'm just spending a lot of time. I'm trying to apply to jobs, apply to jobs, apply to jobs. I think I'm going back to corporate, but it just wasn't working out for me. Seriously, like getting, getting foreign opportunities, them flying me different places, you know, getting to the last round and it's just not happening. The doors keeping getting shut, keeping getting shut, keeping getting shut. And so I had to listen to like 
I was like, what the hell's going on here? Like, I don't not get jobs. <laughs> like, like, what is this? Right. Yeah. And so, um, I just, was, it, it must've been a calling that it wasn't meant for me to go back in that direction. And I probably was something larger for me. And so funny enough, um, my cousin and I went on uh, uh, Abraham Hicks cruise. I don't know if you know about Abraham. Really? Hicks. Oh yes. man, she she's like, I I can't uh, I, don't, I can't even because because we've I'll go, always been... I'll go off for like an hour on her. Because <laughs> I mean, I've always been spiritual, but yeah, you know, just kind of in a sense is like, she's what the, do you do with all these things, right? She's I the best. So the cruise is great. I mean, if Lance, if you get the opportunity to go on there, go on it. Yeah. And so I mean, I, while I was on the cruise, I was like. I'm not really going for Abraham because I mean, I just, I was just like, whatever, I'm not going to really care about all that. I just want to meet people as what, you know, my intention was when I went on the cruise. And so I became the cruise director. You know, I was at the club every night meeting all the people and it's just like met all these great people. And I kept on meeting people who just were like, you need to be on YouTube. You need to be on YouTube. You need to be on YouTube. But none of these people knew one another. So then at that point I was like, I don't know how esoteric you are, but I was like, this must be the universe speaking to me in this moment because why does everybody keep on telling me to be on YouTube? And so when I came back off the cruise, I mean, literally, I came out from Miami and about, let's say, three weeks later, I made my first YouTube video. It was pretty rough around the edges, but, you know, just talking about spirituality and just kind of being in this space. And that led to one thing to the next, you know, that led me into figuring out that I was going to be a life coach. And now I'm in an ICF life coaching program about to wrap that up in, in June. And so just kind of doing all these things to kind of build my brand around helping other people. Because I think my purpose is, is to use myself and my story to help other people empower themselves. Well, I can, I can guarantee you're going to change some lives with your story. Like I, I, Thank I can you. guarantee it because, you know, that's, Man, uh, that's it's insane, and not 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 many people go through that. And for you to just keep like plugging away is amazing. And it boggles my mind how they have it's five thousand dollars per month for a human being just to stay alive. Like, man, w- like what kind of world are we living in? Where that big pharma? <laughs> it's, it's so, man, it's so messed up in so many ways. It it's it's like. I just, that's a whole other conversation. And I I just cannot believe like, what does a person do? You know, if you don't have that, what do you do, man? Like, how do you, you know, I was just having, (laughs) I just had somebody actually on yesterday. She's, she basically helps people navigate the medical system because it's so, it's so crazy. So like people don't, a lot of people don't even understand it. I mean, I'm in Canada, we have a different medical system, but like, that's the thing in the States. I think there's so many things that people don't know and it gets so confusing. And, but that's a prime example of how, man, like what is somebody supposed to do? You know, like, yeah, I mean, it's rough, right? But it allowed allowed me to humble myself though. Of course. Yeah. But I just mean, aside from, from the actual thing, it's like, okay, that's expensive, but it's the actual like emotional thing too. Mm. And that's why it's even like, wow, I, I, it's so admirable to, to hear that you know you've been able to to get through that and um yeah so as far as okay as far as business goes as far as what you're doing now you're you want to empower people but you know on a daily basis what do you what do you work on what kind of people what who's your, your target you know what kind of who's your mentor those kind of things like business wise like what what lights you up that way 
you know, I mean, I always feel like I'm a party of one when I'm doing these things because it's kind of like I feel like I'm the strange kid on the block, right? As I'm kind of building all this out. But I think the message of my, my not think, but I know the message of understanding you is really happiness, positive energy, and abundance. And I don't mean abundance as money, meaning abundance of the soul. And when you combine all those three, that allows you to find your purpose and your passion. And so the message is just getting the message out there every day, kind of, you know, fielding, you know, the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook, the LinkedIn, you know, doing all this great content on um, YouTube, building out, you know, training and development, which I'll do a happiness training to kind of tell people how to work through happiness, as well as, you know, doing the one-on-one coaching, which I think I'll do for a little bit of time, but kind of blending that with the motivational speaking um, and trying to get all that stuff together just to get the, the message out there to as many people as possible you know, similar to, to Lewis and Lewis house and so. So what about mindset? Let's talk about, you know, you're talking about abundance. How important is having uh, an abundant mindset versus like a scarcity mindset? Yes. Um, maybe, you know, maybe talk to us because you're, you're, it's about you. It's called right about, or sorry, what is understanding it? You. Understanding you. That's awesome. I love it. And it's, so, so sad. You at top, you in the back. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, talk about, you know, abundance in that regard as far as, you know, because I mean, a lot of times people speak in scarcity, competition, okay. things like that. Maybe elaborate on that a little bit. You know, it's all about, like you said, it is about mindset. And it's just, you know, it's, it's a knowing within your soul that everything that you need is within you, right? And so you have to be... At, you know, one of the, the two of the big concepts to me is being present. So being in the here and the now. So for instance, we're on this interview. I'm here engaging with you. It's not about what's happening five minutes from now. It's you and I are having this, this conversation. And yeah. it's really trusting the process, right? You know, trusting the process is knowing that every Lego that you, and I always use Legos because I used to play with them as a kid. Oh, but every Lego, analogy though, I get it. <laughs> every Lego that you use get you to the next piece and so don't necessarily worry about what kind of house it's going to be just know that your your intention is to build a house and to stack all the things you're doing to allow yourself you know to get to the next level and that is really called trusting the process and so you know when i allow myself to be free in those things i'm not worried about what the other things are i just know that i'm doing the things that i need to do to propel me forward um with with the next thing and so it's just kind of clean myself yeah so what, on a daily basis, talk me through how you get to that, you know, so you talk about Abraham Hicks, you talk about these kind of like on a daily basis, how do you prime yourself? How do you get into the state where you're, you know, staying on the path, even though you will go off the path, you want to build that house, you know, but how do you prime yourself so that you're ready to build that house that day? You know, I'm a high energy person. So forever and a day, I've always been that. And I guess it's kind of, I guess it's what would make me different in the marketplace is why, you know, probably the reason that I didn't land some opportunities because people just don't understand my energy. You know, my own parents tell me that I talk too, too fast, right? So it's just like having all these things, it makes me different, but it's, it's embracing that. So I, I just, I can be still within myself. And I guess a lot of that comes to, you know, meditating, um, you know, getting up, watching different inspirational things. But I don't necessarily need that every day, right? I, I just know that, like, my energy and what I give is enough. And so it's just like, once I have an idea and I kind of put my electricity towards it, I'm able to move closer towards that. And I mean, I guess I don't really know how to say how to tell other people how to get that, but it's just being, being confident and focused on yourself. Like, if, it's, if you have a family, it's, it's loving, the, loving the shit out of your kids, you know, 
loving your husband or your wife and just knowing that, you know, that family unit that you have is very strong. And when you have the power around that, then everything that you want to do outside of the house is going to be easier because now you know your core is tight. Mm-hmm. And so it's just looking at it from that framework, I guess, is that, you know, be strong from the inside and then kind of build that, you know, out to the other things you want to do. Do you have a daily routine that you follow or do you kind of just roll with how you feel that day or? You know, I, I actually did a YouTube video and it's like, it was time of your energy with your actions. So you're really, you're, the things that you're doing have to really be time with your energy. So sometimes it's a day that I may wake up and it's like, generally I do my social media, you know, first thing in the morning, but sometimes it's like, this is not going to happen today. So then that may be a day that I need to meditate for an hour versus like jumping to do something, you know, it's, it's you know, some days you just feel like, oh, my body feels kind of crazy. Okay, I need to go have that workout. So it's kind of like really listening to yourself. But I think when you're really present in yourself, you can kind of just feel where, what direction you need to go in. And that kind of rules like what you're trying to build out towards the future, future rather. Yeah, interesting. I love that because everybody's different, you know, and it's so cool because everybody's, they, they have their thing. They have the way they prime themselves. Some people need to be primed more than others, right? So <laughs> some people need to do a specific thing every day. Um, some people need to get up and have the morning routine. Some people can just kind of get into that state when they need to. And I find it fascinating how each person is so different. And, you know, depending on your personality and, and whether you can calm yourself down and focus really depends on how your routine goes, right? I mean, stuff like meditation. I have to do meditation, man. It's been the number one thing in my life because if I don't, then I just don't feel I just can't get into that zone or that, okay. like that, that, uh, that, that receptive mode, you know, that yeah. Abraham Hicks talks about And and, and the workout is huge too. And going yes, for a yes. workout in like a sauna and like a cold shower, stuff like that. It's just like your state. Cause like you're saying, some days you're not feeling that great. And I, those days are the days that really piss me off. Cause I'm like, you know what? I'm going to change that state so that I'm like, you're, I'm in control, you know? And like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm in control as my, you know, my subconscious mind wants to go one way and I'm going another way. And like, you know, but it's fascinating because at the end of the day, we just need to beat, not beat ourselves, but we need to just master ourselves and what we, you know, what helps us tick and what doesn't and um, not about what else is going on around us. Yes, exactly. Master thyself, master thy life. <laughs> it's crazy, you know, and then, and then that, you know, the more you have, the more you fill your cup, the more you can, you can help other people, right? Yes, and it's, yes. It's a cliche well, thing, but man, it's so true, you know, and... Yeah. What about um, what what about books, man? What what do you what are you reading right now? What do you what do you what do you like? What's uh what's a what's a game changer in your life, or what could you what would you want to gift to somebody? Like, what's a good book? Doctor Joseph Spinza. Oh yeah. I mean, if you if you have ever read those books, I mean, he's just king. I mean, so yeah. all his content is is solid. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was a point when I was like reading so much more, but now I'm like kind of in this phase where it's like I'm just building, 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 building. But, yeah. you know, I think that it's, this is a good conversation to have because, you, again, it's like listening to yourself. And, I mean, being a spiritual person, sometimes you're going to be deeper in those, you know, your spiritual learnings. And then sometimes you can't just stay, as I say to my cousin all the mm-hmm. time, it's like you can't be in the Himalayas all the time. Sometimes you have to come out of the Himalayas and be action-oriented. And I think, you know, with me building this kind of new brand, it's, it's I'm really in the action-oriented phase because I think I've taken in all this information from multiple sources. 
But, you know, if I want to leave anything to people, definitely Dr. Joe Dispenza. Man, I love how you say that because that's so true. You can't just be in that. It's great to be in that. And we go through the phases of the, you know, you're in the personal development, you're kind of in that zone. And then you can't always be in that zone. You got to take action too. Mm, mm. And, and, it's, and But you get so comfortable there though. That's the thing. It's like cozy and like absorbing <laughs> all this information, absorbing. Yeah, totally. And um, yeah, I like that because you can't always be in the Himalayas. You know, you got to be, it's, it's, it's very smart and it's a good way to look at it because you can become a personal development junkie and just never apply anything. You know, <laughs> like you can just, you can just learn all this stuff, but then unless you're applying it, what is the point? Right, right, right. right. And I, Joe, Joe Dispenza is amazing, man. I'm, I'm listening to Becoming Supernatural right now on audio. Oh, okay. That, that you, book is great. Oh, uh, yeah? Do you, do you yeah. like, I just started it. So I, I should probably read it. It's probably a better read than an Yes. Audio. I mean, it, it's good. I mean, I, I probably need to go back to it now because it's been, let's say, about seven months since I read that book. So, okay. I mean, and it's, I mean, really, it's that juicy. But it was like, at the time, I was like, in so many other pieces, like going through one book to the next book to the next book. And so, no, but. Becoming yeah. supernatural is, is definitely good. You know what I find cool about him is that he really can paint the picture of why meditation works and what it does. Because sometimes it's really hard to be, because you know you can't explain things, right? You can't explain gravity. You can't explain energy as well. But mm, meditation, mm. like you can't, exp- like I can kind of explain it, but the way he does, the way he talks about meditation and the way he talks about the brain and how it works and, and quantum physics, it really makes sense just mm. for the average person wanting to learn, you know? So yes, yes. That's important because a lot of people think it's a woo-woo thing, meditation, does that actually work as you're just sitting there? But he actually paints the picture for you and it's like, oh man, I got to try that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I really like how he explains it in that, in that yeah. way. And, you know, actually speaking of Dr. Dispenza, and I mean, I know this is crazy and I don't, again, I don't know how esoteric your, your listeners are, but it's funny, like since leaving corporate, you know, my numbers in regards to HIV have, they're going down like drastically. And my doctor was, is just like, wow. Right. So, wow. I, and I, so I had to say to him, I was like, I, I, I believe that I could cure this myself if I am the right framework. And that, and that goes back to like what the doctor Spencer did for himself, you know, oh, like his whole And I so, I response. mean, it's when you keep yourself in this kind of like positive framework, everything is for the better. And so, I mean, not to say that I'm not working any less hard now than I did when I was in corporate, but it's on my terms. And so now that I'm like in this framework, it's like, I feel like I'm a healthier, more spiritual and committed person at this point. And so, you know, having all of that, it, it allows me not to be stressed over what people think may be stressed because I know that I'm doing the things that are right and it's allowing me to be in a healthy state. Yeah. And I mean, that's technically kind of, that's like the real law of attraction. You're putting yourself into that frequency. You're, tra- you're attracting a healing, loving frequency. So you can't help but get better. And I love that, man. Like I, like I said, I had goosebumps when you're saying that because that's the mindset that, that gets people out of, I mean, the, it's such a complicated issue, right? But, mm. you know, and I'm not even going to believe, but begin to understand the science of, you know, that, that illness, of, you know, whatever. But like that mindset that you have is, 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 your, is your ally to really, to make, you know, huge leaps in, you know, or if you were to take two people and one that had belief and kept thinking about the worst <laughs> and you were to take him compared to yourself, you would see there'd be, I, I'm sure there would gotcha. be in how they look, right? And how yes, they, yes. and I really believe that, you know, 
he Joe Dr. Joe Dispenza, he's he's up to something, man. He's proven that you can the body can heal. Right. And I think we're gonna only once we believe it more and you actually hundred percent believe it, things are gonna people are gonna start having more miracles after miracles after miracles. Well, that's the that's the difference between it again, between a three D world and, and a five D world. Like, you know, in a five D world based on love and compassion, it is giving that. So ideally that's the space that we, we wanna be in as a as a as all of humanity. Yeah. Awesome, man. Where where can everybody find you? I want to make sure we can uh, get you a clear plug here. Uh, so I am on YouTube. So you can just look up Michael W. Connor, C-O-N-N-O-R. Or you can check out my website, www.uasinunique.com. And from there, it's links to any of the things that I'm on. Cool, man. So what else, what else can we expect you got in the works here? So you, anything else that... Uh, we can look out for you coming out. Yeah, actually, I'm speaking at this big conference, uh, Be Empowered, which is going to be in Denver, May 17th through 19th. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I mean, we're going to have a lot of stuff coming 2019 and rolling into 2020. So just, you know, keep updated, you know, through the YouTube and my website and so on and so forth uh, and Instagram and so on and so forth. Man, all right. We're getting to the end here. I just, I, there's always one question I ask everybody. And, you know, what is the one thing that comes to your mind the first thing that you could that somebody could use in their life to overcome adversity to go on to experience greatness in their life i know wow. a few <laughs> what's the first thing that came to your mind uh, you know it's something about the self and heart right it's just it's it's being strong in that space that core that soul and so when you when you have it there that's going to be the power that's almost like a gun so just believe in yourself everyone like believe in yourself and know that you're enough and just repeat that to yourself every time that it feels bad say i am and when you can say i am that is what's going to take you to the next level oh man you hear that guys make sure you take his advice it's amazing Make sure you check out Michael W. Connor. Is Michael W. Connor or is it? It's Michael Connor. It's Michael sure. Connor, but the W. I, I think on YouTube I have it as a W. Perfect. In there. Yeah, I want to check out your content because you've obviously been doing it for a while, and it's it's man, you're a super inspiring dude. And I just want to say thank you for sharing space and opening up with me because that takes a lot of guts and a lot of resilience and courage. And I and, and I admire you for that, man. I admire you for sharing that your story because like so many people need that. And I really thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Lance. All right, guys, have an amazing day. Make sure to check out Michael Connor. He, he's awesome and super inspiring. Have an amazing day, guys. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got some value from that. Without you guys, this is impossible. So I really, really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the episode and got value from it, Go ahead and rate it, review it, hit that subscribe button. We want to get this to as many people as possible. and We want this thing to grow. So go ahead, rate, review, subscribe. And I can't wait for the next episode. Thank you so much. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.